Hey folks, this is Christopher Tallon, host of Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people by creative people. The show is bought, brought to you. <laughs> the show is brought to you by Rivertown Adventures, a canoe and kayak livery in Lansing. They can pick you up, take you where you need to go, get you in the river, and you can come all the way back down to where you parked your car, or you can just show up, get in a boat, and paddle around. Uh, RivertownAdventures.com. Go check them out. It's the most fun you're going to have outdoors in Lansing. This show is also brought to you by Baby Farm Soaps. Out of Berea, Kentucky, there is a woman with eight children and a bunch of amazing soaps. Please buy the soaps. Help support this large family. Uh, it's a veteran-owned business. Great people making great products. I love their soaps. I use the soap personally. I use the candy cane lip balm, and I've even used the sunblock on my bald head. It's all great stuff. Check them out. Go to Facebook and type in Baby Farm Soaps. Check out what they got to offer. It's great stuff. My guest today was Andrea Draft. She is a stay-at-home parent and hobby farmer. And as a stay-at-home parent myself, and someone who's always looking for something to do, hence this podcast, uh, it was really fun talking to her. She's got her stuff figured out. She's raising her kids in a way that is good for them and also good for her always important for the parent to take time out for themselves too and uh, she's had a lot to say about her farm she's uh, been growing her own vegetables her own fruits her own tubers and Jason and I learned what cucamelons are stay tuned for that and uh, enjoy this interview with Andrea Draft it was so much fun having her in here we're going to try to get her to do her own podcast because she's just so much fun to listen to enjoy the podcast with Andrea Draft All right, Andrea. Yes. Tell me everything you know about everything. <laughs> no, you can't do that. That's not fair. All right. No. All right. I want to talk to you mainly about two things. We might kind of drift in and out of some other stuff too. Um, you have a really awesome hobby farm, but before that, uh, you're a stay-at-home parent, and the hobby farm ties into a lot of that stuff that I want to talk about in regards to being a stay-at-home parent too. Um, one reason I wanted to talk to you, forget even the podcast, is that my wife always says, you know, um, Andrea does this with the kids. Andrea <laughs> so does not fair this. to you Andrea or does, me. Well, no, but she's and not in a way like, oh, why can't you do this? Andrea is doing it. But like you should talk to Andrea because she has a lot of interesting things with, that she does with their kids this way or the way she structures her kids day that way. So, I mean, you've got three kids with three pretty distinct personalities. Yeah. You've got, you know, you've got one kid that's a little more sensitive than another. You've got one kid that's just got that, ah, is yeah. constantly going. Um, and well, you know, you can explain to your kids better than I can. Yeah. Why don't you give us kind of like uh, your kids, their age, and just a little overview, you know, in a, in a snap of what they're what their personality is like. Okay, so I have Cora. She is 11. She is a strong female. Um, 
she's very committed to who she is, very committed to her thoughts. She's passionate about outdoor things, um, learning. She's very much an alpha. Uh, yeah, I, I like the the way that you kind of had to like reset yourself after you said that. Like, uh. yeah, because there's there's like major pros with that, right? There's so much that's so good about it, but yeah. it, it is so different than me. Right. So it's you know, I, I try to connect with her on a girl to girl level. And sometimes that's a challenge because she's such an alpha and I'm so proud of her for that. And I'm so glad that I don't have to work to instill some of that take charge in her. Mm -hmm. She has it, but sometimes it's like, Ooh, how do I, how do I talk to her and not squash that? Yeah. Um, and then I have Micah who's six, very sensitive, very sweet, loving, gentle, loves learning, loves building, um, very people focused emotion focused and then i have judah who is my wild card and just kind of <laughs> blows it all out of the water he's crazy he's wild he's a mover shaker but also very sweet and tender at the same time but also a bulldozer yeah yeah i, I remember the i came over to see their chickens one time and <laughs> all of a sudden i just hear her husband going judah ugh, don't kick the chickens. We've talked about this. Oh, oh, yeah. A- everything. He's just <laughs> such a physical person. Uh, and for some reason, he thinks other people don't have feelings. I don't know. Mm. Don't have like sensation. They can't feel when right, you right, kick. Right. They can't, but they do. Or that everybody wants to wrestle yes. with the drop of a hat. Or that everybody wants your affection. Yeah. Not everybody <laughs> wants your affection. Yeah. So when you're going through your day, especially since, you know, we're in summer now, but also kind of a spring COVID hangover. Uh, when you're trying to figure out what you're going to do for your kids in the day, you've got to think three different people have three different needs based on their age, based on um, just where they're at uh, emotionally, whatever. Um, what kind of approach do you take in like, well, it's Tuesday. Here's what I'm going to do today so that the kids don't drive me crazy and they've got something going on. Yeah, yeah. So parenting uh, brings out totally different qualities that I never knew existed within me. Back in the day, Chris, right? you would never have labeled me as like um, someone who likes structure or control. Right. I know. Take me, let me flow in the wind. But what I've learned from being a stay-at-home parent is that for my kids, uh, structure is key. That mm-hmm that they do best when they know what's going to happen, um, how things go, and that if I do this, then this happens, whether it's positive or negative. So when COVID, the whole thing happened, that was a big change for all of us. Mm. But as a stay-at-home parent, it really rocked my world. You know, you still have to do all the things that you do normally on top of teaching your kids. So we got into a very structured I. I won't say it was an hour by hour, and it was more of a guideline than an actual schedule. But, um, you know, I had it set that I would work with one kid from 9 to 10, and then the other from 10 to 11, and then the other one, my youngest, from 11 to 11.30. And then it was lunch, and then it was quiet time, because I needed that quiet time. Right, right. And then it was, we would do a little bit of technology time, and then it was play outside and, you know, gross motor for a couple hours. Um. Now that school is done, we jumped into our normal summer schedule. And what we 
in the morning, I try to wake up a little bit before the kids so I can have my coffee and, you know, gain my wits. Yeah. But I put together, and this is so not like me, but as as a parent version of me, it's what works. I have little clipboards for each kiddo. And I make a list of things that I want Cora to achieve first thing in the morning and so on for each kid. And they move their, they come upstairs, have breakfast, then they go to their little clipboard and they mark things off as they're done. It's pretty basic, like make your bed, get dressed, mm-hmm. math for so long, reading for so long, and then it's usually a couple of chores. And then we try to have some fun in the afternoon. But that structure, each kid likes it to a different degree. But my right. Micah, he wakes up every morning, he's like, yes, the clipboard's out. <laughs> He loves knowing exactly what to expect and what time he has to do things and he loves it. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that because my kids will say, what are we going to do today at like 10 o'clock in the morning? I'll be like, I don't know. Let me finish loading the dishwasher (laughs) and then I'll then I'll think about it. So I should probably get uh, get something going, whether it's a clipboard or we've got a nice big whiteboard I could use for something like that, too. Yeah. And it's just basic stuff. And I use that time when they're working on theirs. The only thing I focus on the morning is like getting myself together mentally to, you know, like, well, you can do this. Yeah. Clean, clean the kitchen. You could do this, Andrea. And then getting dressed. Yeah. That's what I do when they're doing their stuff. And then we just try to have some fun. This summer's a little bit different. You know, you can't really meet up with people as much as what we're used to or go to the zoo or the yeah. library. So it's a little bit different, you know, and we do spend as much time as we can outside. I feel like everybody is happiest outside and it gets rid of our funk and yeah. moodiness and it's a good place for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, when you had said uh, you tried not to make it something where you're doing something hour by hour, I had uh, made kind of a, a schedule. Well, I say I did. My wife like was the driving force behind making the schedule. And we came up with something where it was kind of like from this time to this time, this from this time to this time, this, and it worked in terms of getting people like on a routine. But like if something started to fall behind and then the whole schedule started to get off, then it made me more stressed out. Oh yeah. It, it felt more like just keeping things on time was it, it, as much of a headache as actually doing was that for is was that for when they were still in school yeah 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 so that you know there were lots of challenges that came along with that a lot my biggest challenge was that i was working with kids one-on-one and committed to doing kid stuff for four hours a day it seemed like yeah so my time to unload the dishwasher to start laundry to like gather my thoughts to have quiet time was so sacrificed right and we had i had to shift a lot of that because i would feel so overwhelmed if something got mm. off schedule or it was like well shoot now my quiet time's all messed up how am i going to do my chores how am i going to get my laundry done how am i going to get stuff supper started right right so you, i had to have a lot of grace for myself and and as i was talking to rachel your wife this morning about i had to let a lot of stuff go i decided like laundry i was gonna i will wash it and I will throw it in piles and you will put it away. Yeah. And I don't care if you walk around with a wrinkly shirt. That's your choice. Right. <laughs> but I had, some things had to change. And I gave yeah. my kids chores to do so that they could help out and participate in keeping up with the house and the jobs we had to do around the house. Because I couldn't do it all. Yeah. It's too much. No. I 
I 100% agree with you. I'll put things into baskets for people. And my wife's like, are you going to put the boys' clothes away? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'll put it in their room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, if, if they want to live digging things out of there, that's fine with me. And if, they, if we say, hey, let's make them put it away, which, you know, I, I can see the, the point of like w- wanting to have some order and not just letting people live... <laughs> live yeah, out of the clothes yeah, basket. Yeah, there's, there's probably a, an important balance there, but to each their own, right? But yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm not going to nitpick on uh, if the clothes get put away in the underwear drawer where they go and the socks where so they go. So that was really hard for me, though. I That was a really struggle for me. Yeah. That was a big one. Yes, because I was like, if I let them do this, they're not going to fold it and put their short sleeves in the short sleeve stack. <laughs> they're not going to put their shorts in the shorts. They're not going to put their underwear in this drawer, and they're certainly not going to put their PJs in order of weather. Yeah. But then I, I know, like I had stacks of cold weather jammies in case it's chilly and then like warm weather ones. I had to let that go. Yeah, that's a little much. It is a little much. That's just my opinion. <laughs> but as a stay at home parent, I think for me, I like cling to structure and organization because that's like my s- success almost. Right. There's not a lot of like feel good um moments in that way as a stay-at-home parent so for me when i pull out my kids laundry and i'm like oh yeah my warm jammies in a stack my cold jammies in a stack i am awesome <laughs> but i let that all go so yeah. no one has stacks of jammies anymore i would be as proud of just creating the structure with like the clipboards and things and Honestly, the way that you set it up with like, I'm just going to give them a list of things they've got to do. And here's kind of a general time frame with which you can do it. I like that idea. I'm more of a person where if you say, here's a list of things to do, please have it done by this time. I would much rather have that than somebody say, here, do this first, then do this, then do this. And then I want you to do this this way. That's Yeah. And the, and the rule is if you don't have those things done by the time I say it's technology time. Yeah then you just don't get it or you don't get as much of it. Yeah. You know, if it takes you a half hour of our technology time to get your math done, then, you know, that's your loss. So I've got the little component in there that motivates them to want yeah. to get it done. Well, that's a good idea because I was going to follow up with how do you how do you enforce the thing of actually making sure things get done? And it's, well, you don't you don't do what you got to do. You don't get to do what you want to do. Dude, technology is power. Oh, yeah. It motivates. So I use it. Oh, yeah. And, and I pay them. You know, I, I give them like 25 cents for their chore a yeah. day. But It's not bad. I think somebody has a book um, that I haven't read. I, I gave it the old college skim once. It was something like the uh, the family economy. And it was the idea of like, yeah, you it's you should pay your kids something to do these chores. And if they don't do a good job, you don't give them as much or you don't pay them. And they start to learn like, oh. It's not just about doing something. It's about doing something with an intent and a certain quality and, you know, to a certain expectation. So, yeah, I think that's important. I grew up in a household where I had to work to get my my fun things that I wanted. Yeah. You know, I had I wasn't just able to go and buy, you know, I had to work for it. So I got a job at a young age and I felt like that really benefited me. So I wanted to instill that in my kids at a younger age. You know, it's not a lot of money. It's a quarter. And if they do something that takes them a long time, obviously they get more. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, if you tell a kid, hey, you want to go to the dollar store? They're like, 
Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. The joy that that dollar store brings is yeah. ridiculous to oh. me. And especially because the stuff breaks within like a half hour, but they don't care. They don't care. They got to go. They that get to spend their dollar. thrill of picking it out, bringing it home and breaking it, you know, yeah. that's what they care about. Yeah. And the picking it out is the key there, too. <laughs> For parents who are young and haven't experienced this yet, someday your kids are going to want to go to the dollar store. They're going to drive you insane until you take them. And then you're going to be in the dollar store for at least 45 minutes going up the same oh, yes. two aisles. And then they're going to buy a nail filer or something <laughs> stupid. I bought a calculator. Yeah. You don't even know how to do math, dude. <laughs> oh, man, it's so true. It's so true. But just let them have the calculator. Yeah. Right. So the dollar store is cheap and easy fun. Yep. That's uh, parent hack number one for me. It's um, a good hack. Yeah. Uh, but... Something that you had also said is that's when I take my time for me. Mm. I wasn't taking time for myself Ah. or, you know, I would just try to like smash it in when my wife got home and be like, I'm going to go and do something for myself for an an hour real quick. Um, But I got to the point just recently where my anxiety had gotten to a point that I've never had before. And I've been through some fairly stressful situations before. Yeah. Um, But I was like not sleeping well at night not eating well during the day and I was just like kind of grinding my teeth and neck was always like yeah yeah and it it was because you know I I didn't have a structure for the kids and not having a structure for the kids even though I'm not a person who loves structure yeah when I don't know what to do with them then it's just hell for everyone oh for sure and it's so freaking stressful yeah because you've got so many miles what are we doing where are we gonna go what are we gonna do yeah I'm bored why how are you bored Read the little house in the prairie. She had yeah. like a ribbon to play with. I want How a new are toy. you bored? I want a new toy. We just got you a new toy. I don't like it anymore. I want a new toy. Yeah. Me time's really important. I'm starting to breathe hard just thinking about it, actually. You just got to let it go. Let it go. You know, I didn't realize how valuable um, that time was. So I worked for a long yeah. time What when Cora and Michael were little. Um, and after Judah was born and he was almost a year, I decided to just stay home. Mm-hmm. And I knew an idea that having space for myself was really important, but I I think I thought that meant like taking a bath and reading a book. Yeah, yeah. And for some people, maybe that's it. Sure. But it took me probably about a year, year and a half to realize that, yeah, that's not it for me. Right. Well, what I need is something that brings me joy and it needs to bring me joy for like a couple hours. Yeah. So um, I joined a mom's group. And like uh, like a Facebook or no, a like church an, group, like or a, a, it, it was through a church, but it was not churchy. It right, was, right, right. You know, it wasn't like women reading the Bible. It was just a mom's. It was like a support group, essentially yeah. for moms. And there was someone dedicated to watching our kids. Um, and there were moms of varying levels of experience. You know, there were some that were bringing their newborn babies in, mm-hmm. and there were some whose kids were in elementary school or middle school or high school, and. Um, through that and hearing other women talk about it, I, I began to understand how important that was for me. So I started doing things with friends in the evening for a couple hours or maybe more than a couple hours or a Saturday or something. Yeah. And what I realized was having that space to just be me, not me, the mom, not me, the wife, not me, the cook, not me, the baker, not me, the cleaner, not me, the daughter, the wife, the employee, whatever just being me laughing and having fun and feeling free of any responsibilities made me such a better 
parent the next time I was with my kids. Yeah. So whether it was the next morning, I just felt rejuvenated. There's no better way to put it. And during these times, that's really hard to get because you can't. There's not a lot of places you can go. Yeah. Right, right. And during the summer, it's hard because your kids are always home, but you have to make that space to do always hold on, home. Hold on a second. I, I got to say, because while you were saying it, I was like I was hearing it in <laughs> slow motion. They're always, always home. home. And they are. They're, and it's what I told my wife. I was like, at least you get to go to work. She's like, are you telling me that work is like a fun break for me? And I'm like, no, I'm just saying you don't have four people looking at you going, what now? What now? What now? What now? All day long. Do Yes. I think that about Mike all the time. Like, well, you get to go to work. And he's like, what does that mean? <laughs> Yeah, you get space. You get adult conversations at work. And that's what I said. Like, you might even not like the people you're at work with, but you're on the same mental level with people for a while. And that that in itself is a relief. Yeah. And nobody's like, oh, I pooped my pants. Well, our wives are nurses. Oh, oh, well. Well, mine's a a nurse educator, so she doesn't have to deal with that anymore. But she did back in the day. Yeah. They've all been there. Yeah. It's just different. Even the the thing... The drive home from work, like how many times in a day when your kids are home do you have 25 minutes of nobody doing something to get in your face? Okay. Question for both of you guys. Do you have, um, I call it a kid PTSD. That's not the right name for it, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, where even when your kids aren't with you, if you're in the car and you put on a song that's got like some lyrics that are questionable for children or just straight up inappropriate and you want to like scream, sing along with it. You look over your shoulder and make just sure. Just to make sure that you haven't forgotten your kids are in the backseat of the yeah. car. Yeah. No, I don't because I don't spend that much time with my kids. Oh, oh I do. I do that all the time. I mean, you guys are stay at home. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. You would do that. I had a song playing through my phone in the car and it was Beastie Boys and all of a sudden I was like, oh, yes. and I turn over like, oh yeah, I'm the only one in here. That's fine. It's totally okay for me to curse right now. Yeah. But that happens to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I wanted to make sure that that wasn't just my anxiety that I need to clear up next time I go and talk to a therapist. No, I even okay. have it sometimes where I'm like, shoot, I'll be in the store. I'm like, I didn't bring my kids with me, right? They're not like in the car or anything, right? Right? No, yeah. they're at home. They're at home, right? Yeah. You just don't get enough space for them that you're worried because they're always there. Yes. <laughs> Which I love my kids, but they're always there. Yeah. Yeah. I. That's why I love my kids. It's okay to bitch about being a parent or even about the kids. Yeah, like, I call my kids assholes all the time, but not to their face, obviously. Yeah. Because I love them so much. But I'm like, oh, man, this boy's being an asshole today. But that's the thing. Like, the fact that I'm sitting here bitching about him, but I'm still going back and I'm still, like, I haven't left. I think you know any what I mean? parent could understand yeah. that. But yeah. see, I think it's the good parents that say that can say that and be comfortable. And, like, if another parent, like, oh, my gosh, looks at you like that, you're like, yeah, relax. You know you're thinking it. I mean, come <laughs> yeah. on. Let's all have let's all be grown-ups here. Let's be honest with ourselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um <laughs> oh. When did uh all the stuff in the backyard start with you and the uh, the chickens and the gardening and all mm. of that? Oh, my fun space. Well, when we lived when we lived in Grandville, um that was just always kind of a dream. You know, we had a little bit of garden area, just small, but it was good. And yeah, you had we, some of those like kind of like the sandbox sized yes, garden beds. Garden beds yeah. um, when we moved and had more space, that was those were two of the things that were like 
must-haves for me. I must have a large garden, and I must have chickens. And so I'm so grateful that Mike made those happen for me. Um, And it's been great. You know, the chickens are so fun. I wish we could have more. I really want a cow, but Mike won't let me have a cow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's lots of reasons for it. Did you you hear that whine? I really want a cow. I, I really do. want a cow. He he won't let me have anything on the, that doesn't like give back to us, and I just want a cow for a pet. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, are we gonna? So he's like a hard no. Are we, are we on eventually the cow? gonna like butcher it, do that kind of thing? I with could it, never. No way. Would, no, you'd bury it and like put a plant a tree over it. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I want a I want a baby cow too. You know, I want to get it when it's a little tiny little baby. Don't get me wrong, I'm not heartless. I like cows, but I, I not as a pet. I don't think. No, I would raise them. I know somebody that raised the cow. I know somebody they raise them. They raise them as pets, and the kids all know that after the the cow gets old, they. I go mean, to I butcher. think there's important lessons in that because it teaches compassion for the animal, knowing that it's providing food. It's but giving you still, back to your family, sure, and sure. you can still be compassionate about yeah. that. Like you can still love the pet. I mean. The meat tastes better when you love on those animals. I mean, we only buy meat that's been lo- like we buy. I don't know how serious and how joking. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. It's okay. a serious it's actually thing. actually true. Okay, true I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying Christopher. to make. I'm not trying to make a light of a serious thing. I just don't You're laughing. It's, a joke. <laughs> it's for real. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. It is true. If you love your animal, I mean, they feed. They like give. Um, the, they have pigs too. They give them as a treat. They give them marshmallows. Aw. It makes the pig. It makes the meat taste better. Yeah. It's how good like, were our hamburgers last weekend? Where did we get those from? Those hamburgers were from an amazing farm out by me, where the cows can be cows. They're just like real cows. They just graze. They're loved. They're admired. Yeah. They're beautiful cows. You, it works. Those. Patties were delicious, right? Makes it's sad, but they were good. <laughs> Those burgers were really good, though. See, you can't get over it. Do you I need can't to? Stop. I didn't. I muted myself. You can't get over it. Do you need to pause a minute? And you need to. Oh. There you go. Well, just the. I thought for sure you were joking when you started saying it. So you were like, "No, I'm." Sorry. With such conviction, probably because I'm so cynical that he's probably like, "No way, he would actually think about loving an animal before he oh. ate it." Oh, okay. No, I'm good. I'm serious. No, I believe. Uh, it was just yeah. those burgers were tasty. That's comedy, right? You think something's going somewhere, and it's going somewhere else. Uh, <clears throat> brings you joy. It does. Bring you joy. Uh, okay. So, do you guys not eat meat then? We do. My husband is like a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Oh boy, yeah. Me, if it were up to just me, we would just go vegetarian. My kids don't love meat. I don't love meat. I love animals. I do too. Well, I'm obsessed with them. I can't. I have a hard time with that line of like, even with even with a spider, I'm the. I'll take the spider unless it's a really disgusting one and it's in my bedroom. I'll take oh. the spider and like you go outside. I and love it. Nice I'm life. the same way. If it's a you know what a wolfy spider is, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, those things get. I big. will kill them, but like any other spider, I'm like, eh, just let it go. It's fine. Like we won't even kill. Not that I'm. I look at more of an environmental thing. Like it's fine. It eats bugs. It's it's fine. It serves yeah. its purpose, serves its purpose. Right? for every spider. That's twenty less other bugs. Right. So yeah, I agree. But so yeah, but yeah, yeah, when you think one's dangling in your face, those wolfies. I used to live in the country, and I've never seen a spider. I mean, we're talking like bigger than a like a silver dollar piece. Oh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Oh yeah. Man. When you squish them, it's like crunch, crunch, crunch. Well, it's not like squish. I had one in my chicken coop. I opened the door and I know it's They're terrible. Gross. And it's shocking. They're shocking creatures. Yeah. yeah. 
and in Michigan, we get we get some downloads out of Michigan. But uh, yeah, in Michigan, everybody's got basements and they tend to be. <laughs> yeah, that's a wolf spider. Look it up on Google, people. It's the first image that comes up is just makes oh, you wait. go. Oh, OK, but their faces, when you look at them zoomed in, right, they're so ugly. They're kind of cute. Like this is the one that we see. <laughs> I don't like those. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. And they, they are. They're sorry, big. God. They're, I'm crushing them. They love Michigan basements and they love they wood piles too. Yes. So if you got a brush pile in Michigan, there's yeah. A well, we lived in the country. We burned wood and we had huge wood piles, and oh, it they was just creep out of those things. Yeah, mm. it's just yeah. The worst is when you're carrying some wood and then stuff starts crawling out from under the bark up up your arm. You just drop everything <laughs> and scream like a girl. I do too. I had it the other day. I was in my, did I, I maybe told you the story already. I was in my garden um, and in the fall, oops. Yikes. You're good. In the fall, I, that I brought in a bunch of leaves to put on the garden and I went in there and I, after I'd planted some seeds this spring, I'm like, oh, is something sprouting here? And I'm like pulling back these leaves and all of a sudden I see something kind of squirm and I was like, oh, Cora, come here, come here. This is a huge fat worm. Come look at this big worm. And I dig in a little deeper. It was not a worm. It was a snake. And it didn't like, here you are, human. I'm going to go the opposite way. It came like at me. And I jumped and screamed and ran for my bench. I My, my neighbors were like sending my husband messages like, I just saw Andrea run and I heard her screaming really loud. Is everything okay? Yeah. Snakes? No. People are like, I think your wife's being attacked. Yeah, something. You might want to go check on Andrea in the backyard. She doesn't look like she's safe. So you don't like snakes. I. But you won't kill them. I only won't kill snakes because I can't stand them so much. I don't think I could get close enough oh, to okay. kill it. See, I let them go. Like, I, we have a lot of snakes around here. And well, ours are all pretty. I'm sure the one that by you is probably a harmless one, too, wasn't They're it? They're mostly harmless. Let's say Michigan yeah. doesn't See, it's have the a mostly whole lot of thing snakes. that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And they surprise, you know, if I just the saw a snake, them, like, do, 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 that's fine. Yeah. I'll keep my distance. I'm not afraid. But they scare me every time. <laughs> He's aggressive about snakes. <laughs> they are scary. They, they, are. they do say that it's something in bed, in, like, evolution-wise, that we don't like snakes for, for whatever reason. The same reason we don't like the dark. Because, you know, it was a scary thing and maybe, I don't know, it's something to that. I could, I could get onto that. That but, makes sense. And yeah. my fear of snakes is like, it's yeah. way deep down. It's there. Yeah. yeah. There's no processing it's that not, fear. It's not like you learned, hmm, let me find out about this thing. Oh, look, you learned about it. It's actually terrifying. You know, it's just, you know, when you see it, ah. <laughs> don't like you. <laughs> maybe it's just because they're gross. I don't know. Now, yeah. Cora, well, she goes on a mission. My 11-year-old, she's like. I'm going to go looking for snakes right now and I'm going to catch them and I'm going to bring them to you. No. Oh, thank you. No, but keep it away. Okay. Um, so yeah, we were talking about the garden, the garden that you've got right now. Uh, do you know approximately or exactly what the dimensions are on that mm. bad boy that you got fenced off? No, I don't. It's I good size fail. though. It is. Yeah. Uh, yep. I don't, just don't know. It's enough to, Give me something to do. Well, yeah, because you've got like, she's got this really cool, is it like a, what, what do you call it? A, a knot of garlic? A garlic? Bulb. A garlic bulb? Yeah, you're talking about the plant, right? Well, no, the ones that like you've got them like weave, woven together. Oops. Oh, the braid. Yeah, yeah, yeah you braided yeah, the garlic. Yeah, yeah. Is that all grown from your garden? Yeah. That's yes. like a million things of garlic okay. in there. Yes. You will have to try. Have you ever had fresh garlic? Fresh no. pulled from a garden? Oh, did you know that it's actually crunchy? 
Mm. Yes. Crunchy Fre- like apple crunchy? Yes. Yes. Fresh from the fresh from the earth garlic is the most if you love garlic, it's the most amazing thing. It is life changing. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's the best. So th- this is my second year doing garlic and it is by far my most favorite thing to that do. That was all just from one year? Yeah. How much how, how much space in the ground did all of that garlic and that bread take up like when you were growing it? Oh, like maybe a quarter of this table. Okay, so not big, like just a standard sized yard garden planter. Yeah. Must yield a lot then. It does. Yeah. It does. And you can they can be spaced in there, you know, pretty close together. They don't We do a lot of um I don't know what you call it. Our gardening is in close quarters. Yeah. Because I try to pack as much stuff into my garden as possible. Right. Um, but yeah, you can do a lot. Everybody should do garlic. Yeah. It is the I best. I want to do garlic and I want to do onions too because we go through a lot of onions. So why not just grow those? You know, I did. I did onions last year for my first time and I um, harvested them, let them cure, you uh-huh. know, to get the hardened skin. We ate them as fast as we could, as we normally would. And then whatever was left, I chopped up put it in bags, plopped in the freezer. We had from the garden onions until I think it was like March. <laughs> Those and green peppers. It's the best. Yeah. Eating fresh from your from your garden is a good feeling. How many different varieties of uh vegetables, fruits, whatever you call the what do you call potatoes? Like they're not a vegetable. They're, they're a tuber. A tuber. So yeah, any any variable of things, how many uh, varieties do you grow at a time? I don't know. There's maybe 15 different different things. There's peppers, tomatoes, grapes, strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, onions, potatoes, cucumbers, cucamelons, radishes. What's a cucumber? I oh, mean, it sounds like a cucumber, a sweet and cucumber. a melon. It is. It's like uh, smaller than a quarter. Okay. A, and, and it looks like a miniature watermelon, but it tastes like a cucumber. And you just pop it in your mouth like a piece of candy and crunch. And it is so good. My wife would love that. We're actually growing cucumbers for the first time. She'll eat like, she buys the mini ones from Aldi. She'll eat like three or four of those in a day. Oh, oh yeah. You've My got, you've those. got a, some, cucumbers are hard to find. I think that they don't last very long uh, off the vine. Yeah. But if you can find them at so a they, farm So they sand, grow really small like this? Yeah. So like sweet uh, tomatoes? Yes. They'll just pop them in your mouth. Yes, they're yeah. so or cherry good. tomatoes. Or they're kind of confusing in your mouth, in your <laughs> mind, though. Like when you eat it, it's like, well, it's a little, it's a little bit like a melon, but also like a cucumber. Yeah. But then it's so good. Cucumber. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard of such I'm, a thing. Me too. I'm gonna have to show me that when I come over. I this. will for sure. Okay. And then we do butternut squash. We do watermelon. We do pumpkins, kale, Brussels sprouts. I have some cabbage, some pak choy. Oh, that stuff is great if you know how to herbs. if you know what to do with it. It is. It's really surprising. Yeah. I, I kind of failed. This is my first year doing that one. I a little bit failed on that. It went to seed really quick. So I'll just collect the seeds and we'll start. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how tiny those things are. It, that is. It looks like a watermelon, but it's the size of like, yeah, like a baby yeah, tomato. Like she said. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking like that's the closest approximation, but it is exactly. I was, I was thinking like more that. round for some reason. Because it has kind of have the cucumber. Oh, I guess it does. I don't know. I feel like a watermelon's mostly round, but I mean, I guess they are kind of oblong like that too. They yeah. look good. You, yeah. You've got to try to find them. Or if I uh, if I have, and they they produce copious amounts. So just you know, one plant, you get a bunch of them. But 
we'll we'll share. They're really tasty. Hmm. They're pretty awesome. Well, there you go. And we try to do as much from seed as we possibly can. Do you bok choy? You know what that is? Uh, I've right? heard of bok it. Bok choy. There, there's lots, but bok choy. Yeah, and that's what you you grow that. And that's that. just it's basically like a gigantic leafy thing, right? But see, you eat you can eat the we do eat the leafy part too, but the white is like crunchy, like celery crunchy. It's Isn't really that good. In Asian dishes a lot. It is. Bok- yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hmm. And then we did I did leeks this year too, which leeks are really good. Oh, you know what? Leeks are what I was thinking of cuz those are the ones there some of them are like purplish too, right? And it's like a big sorry. It's like a big um just like a big leafy kind of like a lettuce on steroids looking type of thing almost, right? No. No? <laughs> sorry, no. I nope, don't think they leaf. come in purple. This is not it. This is Gosh, it's like an onion. Of? Is no, it? Yeah. Are you are you thinking of some sort of cabbage? This is what you were describing, though, right? This is leek. Okay. Yep. That's yep. Yeah. Yep. No, I think the thing that I made, I made something with stuff that I got from the store. It was a, um, oh, what do you call that? Like a frittata? No, when you make the eggs with all the stuff in the eggs. An omelet? It. No, 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 no. You cook it in the oven, though. Oh, then I would think of frittata. Yeah, frittata. And it was, it had leeks, and then one other thing that I. I think of it. It wasn't bok choy, but it, no, the thing I'm thinking of, it's got like a gr- kind of a purplish stem and then a, a leafy greener thing. And you can cut that up and boil it down or you can eat it with Swiss like, chard. Yes, 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 yes. That's no, I'm one. proud of you for eating Swiss chard. It, well, that's the thing. It's like you wouldn't probably want to just cut it up and put <laughs> no. it in your, in your salad. I did Ew. that last year. But there's things you can do to prep it and you cook it with leeks and then you put the egg on it All and then right. you bake it. And that, so you're not grabbing yeah. that and just biting it off. And I tried that last Probably year. I was like, I'm going to grow rainbow bitter. shard. So I play, look how pretty that is. I mean, yeah. it's such bright, brilliant colors. Yeah. But then I tried to eat some and I was like, I don't bitter. think I like Swiss shard. Yeah. No, if it, it's, it's, you know, obviously for how beautiful it is, it probably has tons and tons of nutrients. So we were just looking at like, let's try to find more ways to eat vegetables. And the best way to do that is cook them with things like leeks and onions and then make them into egg dishes. Or I feel like it's too much yeah. work. I just like want to eat, take a vitamin or yeah. athletic greens or something. Like I'm not a huge fan. Like I love broccoli and Brussels sprouts oh, and asparagus. Yeah. Mm. Like all three of those I love, but it's just the rest of it. That's really like the kale and the spinach. Like, uh, see, I'm yeah. like bring out. I will just like vegetables are my life. I love them. Yeah. And the more the more unusual, the better. And I like things that come out of my garden. I call it my garden. It's like 95% my wife's garden. I did some of the physical labor of actually installing them. But um, things that come out of the garden, I'm like, you know what? I don't usually love cucumbers, but yeah, I'll eat just a cucumber that came out of my garden. And they're delicious. And I had no idea how watery and crunchy, like, it's like the inside of an apple, but, you know, all the taste of a cucumber when you get a fresh one. Yeah, because you're buying stuff from the store. I, I mean, know, and how yeah. long has it been on that shelf? Even when they try their best, you yeah. know? And they water it. Mm, Even yeah. if you buy something from the farmer's market. I mean, that's a couple hours old by the yeah. time you buy it, at least, when you can have something fresh. Yeah, you wipe the dirt off of it. You oh. pick off whatever you got to pick off and just... Well, it's like the the eggs, too, from the chickens. We had chickens, too, and I do miss that. It's a lot of work, though. You can't just leave, like... Someone has to feed and water them every morning. Like if you go on a vacation, like you have to get the neighbor to do it. That was the only part I did not like. Hmm. But they're way better. 
I mean, fresh eggs, you clean them off. Isn't that the weirdest oh, thing? But it is so true. They taste so much different. People say you're full of crap, but then when they try it, yep. they're like... And they look nope. different. Oh, yeah. They, they look do. Very the dark time orange. you ever dropped off some eggs for us, um, <laughs> I opened them up. I was like, I'll, I'll make some eggs. I cracked it, put it in the thing, and it was so bright orange that I was like, ew. Because I... <laughs> Yeah, like, because you don't like, know. We're so used to grocery store eggs. This isn't the color of an egg. Um, so yeah, seeing seeing a fresh egg, just what it looked like, and then the taste of it, it almost it's not even like a cheesy taste, but it's a an egg taste. It it has more flavor fresh, and it, yeah. And then by the time you get the ones from the store, the especially I used to buy everything as cheap as I could get it too, you know. Yeah, we've so all I'd, had those days. Yeah, I'd be like, I, "There's the five dollar organic eggs, or there's the ninety eight cent uh, grade F eggs. So I'll just eat those. I'll eat those. They'll be just fine." And they're like, "Yeah." And then the center of those eggs are like the most pale yellow, and it's something to put in your stomach. You put some salt and pepper on it; it'll taste okay. But yeah. Yeah, I love our chickens. They're so much fun. And the eggs are a bonus. Mm. Until they tell you, we aren't laying any more eggs. <laughs> We're done. Well, yeah, did your one egg lay? Well, no, not your one egg. Your one chicken that had the eggs that it was trying to hatch, but then it wouldn't hatch them. Is it laying eggs now? Or what is that one doing? The animal world can be cruel. And they cracked all of those eggs. I know. I'm not sure what we did wrong. Probably not enough research before getting some fertilized eggs. Yeah. But they did. They I don't know which chicken did it or if it was one chicken or what, but they cracked all the fertilized eggs. Hmm. I know. Sad, it, sad stuff. Yeah. It makes you wonder like if it wasn't exactly what their eggs looked like, if they were like, those don't look like my eggs. Yeah. You know, I, I think that there's definitely a possibility for that too. Animals are so much more... There's so much going on to it, more going on to an animal than what we know that mm. they probably could have perceived something to be wrong with the egg or they, they knew, knew it, it wasn't, wasn't theirs yeah. or what. But I think that's part of, an ex, you know, doing the experiment of trying to see if we can hatch some eggs. It was sad. You know, we, yeah. wanted, we wanted some baby chicks, but lesson learned and also cool to watch animals do what animals do. Yeah. How well, you know, to like what Jason was saying. When you guys are trying to do a weekend away or a week away, who do you, do you have like your, your person that watches your chickens or do you kind of like every time like, hey, anybody out there watch your chickens? Yeah. Well, you know, when you have chickens, you'll be like, if you feed them and you give them water, you can take their eggs. So uh -uh. usually we've got people who will help us out. Yeah. I wouldn't have even think to have framed it that way. Like, hey, if you can take care of the chickens, you can eat all the eggs you want. I mean, well, you can usually get, get, get away with a day. Like maybe a day if you got a big feeder that can like self feed, but yeah, yeah it's, it's usually for us it's usually the water part of it. But yeah. you've got a big feeder, so there's plenty of food for them. But they really like fresh water. Yeah, it and gets I, nasty. I didn't know until she told me. Maybe you knew because you had had chickens before that uh, even in Michigan when uh, it does get quite cold here, you don't need to heat the chickens. I think I did heat mine. You can, you totally can, and yeah. lots of people. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, lots of people but not do. Like I didn't like insulate the the barn that they were in. I just had a heater just in case it got a little nippy. They could sneak over towards it. But so we insulate our coop. Oh, okay. Um, and we were intentional about the breeds that we bought so that they were hardy, mm. and we had fine 
Hmm. It actually is really interesting if you do if you do any research on um, using the light, not using the light. When you don't use the light, which is what chickens are used to, right? Their body kind of goes in pause mode, and mm. they take a break from laying eggs, um, let their bodies rest, and which gear. is probably good. Yeah, yeah. Instead so of popping I, them out all the time. Yeah, I mean, we're cool. I can't imagine that laying eggs is easy or fun. So. <laughs> well, you've had kids, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we'll just let them. Have, you know, it does bring a whole new compassion. When we were talking about getting the cow, I was, Mike's like, "Well, are you going to milk the cow?" And I was like, "No, I, you know, I've nursed babies. I know that that's not enjoy. I wouldn't want to do that." But I've heard, oh, and maybe no, the cows want you to. Yeah, they, see, that's yeah, what they, I heard too. Well, they want you to because up, it's yeah. painful to yeah. not express your milk, right? Sorry. No, <laughs> no, no. That's real life. But we that's the, that's the only reason. Forget wives and forget kids. Yeah. But you know that's the only reason why they want you to milk them is because it probably doesn't feel good. Yeah. So yeah. They'll. My I mom grew up on a farm, and she said that if uh, if somebody didn't milk the cows or didn't milk them enough, the next day they'd be at four thirty in the morning just screaming in the barn. Really? Until somebody came and milked them. I am so not even surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk, well, talk to a new mom. She would be like, yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I'll scream at you too. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody's like, where'd you hide my breast pump? <laughs> yeah. Bring me a baby or bring me a pump. No. <laughs> have you had any of your chickens die? Oh, we have not. So this is, they're, they're three years old and I am really afraid for that day. They're pets. These are, yeah. these are, I call my little chicky babies. We had one we called Blanche because she was the biggest one. And I she, love that. Was it a Golden Girls thing or just luck? I, I don't know. It was a while ago, but I, like I think it should, I don't know. I just, I feel like a, my, my wife named her because it was like, she just looks like a Blanche, like the, the leader of the, the, the coop or whatever you want to call it. But she did end up dying one day. Like we found her in, like she was, must've been laying. And I was like the next morning she was a little rigid. So it was kind of, it's kind of sad because you have to yank them out of there, you know, because all rigor mortis not to get gross, but oh, I, was, dude, was kinda, I can't do that. It was kind of bummed out. I was like, oh, poor thing. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, we love our chickens. Yeah. Yeah. I had asked you guys, are you guys ever planning on eating these when they get to a certain and age? And we gave and you like, an emphatic no. They looked no. at me like, you son of a bitch. Because <laughs> right? they eventually stop laying. I yeah. know. Yeah. I know. And I, I Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sad Moving on. Stuff. Yeah. Well, doesn't want to talk about chicken death. <laughs> I know we love our chickens. I mean, I love them. No, no, no. But this—that's fine. We can segue away because I wanted to ask you, and I didn't uh, didn't insert it in there earlier. Um, have you ever done like even just kind of like a rough approximation of how much money you're saving uh, by growing vegetables versus like how much? money it would cost to like buy that much vegetables from the store? You know, I haven't calculated it all because um, for me, it doesn't even matter if it costs me money to do the farm or to do the garden or the chickens because that for me is That's your thing. part of what gives me life. I yeah. love baking and I love my garden. It is It brings me joy, so much joy that I will pay to do it. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. And that's, you know, kind of the whole point of this podcast for me was um, I started writing that book and I was like, this is awesome. Why didn't I do this a long time ago? And uh, that was kind of the impetus behind this podcast was like, 
I want to talk to people who are doing things that they love doing and try to get people inspired into doing those things also. Um, when did you pick up on gardening uh, and really realize like that you liked doing it beyond like, oh, yeah, this is an easy way to get tomatoes or whatever? I think I've always gardened to some degree. When I was a little kid, my dad had flower gardens and vegetable gardens, and I was always the first to say, I'll go get the peas and I'll shell them. Yeah. You know, it was, I loved being in that space. It, it already at a young age brought me joy. I really enjoyed it. And so I've always done something, but as I got, you know, older and, you know, I'm just not in my young twenties where let's go for coffee. I had to find time, (laughs) find ways to bring joy for myself. That was just one of the things I like. Um, I like experimenting with plants in general. So it just was a really great opportunity to experiment more. And when I, when I pick out what I'm going to grow, I try to do different things. I mean, there are some staples that we know we love. Like I love garlic. That's a big one for me. Cucumbers, tomatoes, Mike loves peppers. But then I try to do some weird stuff that we don't even wouldn't normally even buy at the grocery store. Eggplant. I'm doing eggplant this year. Oh yeah. I have no idea how I'm going to make it because I don't eat eggplant, but I'm going to try. I know a couple ways I can talk. Perfect. Um, I like experimenting and seeing what I am capable of doing. Starting something from seed is really when that plant gives you something and you look and realize you started from this teeny tiny seed and brought it all the way up till it's giving you a tomato or a cucumber or whatever it is. Or a cucumelon. Or a cucumelon. <laughs> it feels really good. Yeah. It feels good to accomplish and achieve something like that. And I think it maybe it became more evident that I needed something like that when I when I quit working and I didn't have, you know, those successes at work. I Yeah, yeah. Because I sure. really I, I think I look to the garden to succeed at something. Yeah. I mean, grow, raising kids, you know, that's awesome. That <laughs> no, is awesome. Yeah. But that's like 18 years, you know, that's a or forever. Yeah. But a plan is just a couple months. Right. So if it dies. Yeah. I write. It's just all an experiment to me. If it dies yeah. or I fail, it's all right. We'll try again later. I am starting. I am a flower guy. Oh, like let's I'm, talk. So I'm actually buying equipment to start my stuff from seed. Awesome. I bought a drum kit. It's in this other spare room. I know you're like, what does this have to do with it? Uh, yeah. I, so I started drumming and then I kind of grew out of it. I started podcasting a lot more. So I'm going to sell the drum kit and take that money and turn that room into a grow room. Oh, and so, sweet. I mean, I spend three, four hundred dollars on flowers when I can spend, OK, three or four hundred on equipment. And then for the rest of the years, I can spend six cents on seeds. Just grow. I mean, electricity, I guess. But and then I can just plant them myself. And oh, yeah. So I'm not super into vegetables as far as that, but it could turn into that. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's not a euphemism. Like you actually are really into like landscaping and putting up flowers in your yard and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Plant yeah. propagation is based awesome. on the last episode that, you know, right. Right. When people are talking about flowers and grow grow equipment. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't grow marijuana, but you can. It's legal in Michigan, so yeah. like whatever. But I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've been researching it online, and what are you going to try to grow? Well, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm obsessed with zinnias. I try to do them. Zinnias are so easy. But you say that I planted some in my in my uh, around my birch tree, and they're like here we are almost in July, and they're only like this big. <laughs> From seed, I'm like, these suckers are not going to be ready to go, but they're going to be, you know, they're not going to make it. So oh, I knew zinnias were the easiest. Don't to give up on them. 
No, I won't, but... Well, and zinnias are good for keeping deer away, too, right? I actually don't know that. I thought zinnias and marigolds were two two flowers you Marigolds help, but I mean, I had I forgot to spray my Gerber daisies because I have a deer and bunny repellent, and they got them. I totally forgot. I got everything in the beds, but my pots I forgot, and one morning I was like... <laughs> oh, yeah. You oh, want to see buddy. a pissed off gardener <laughs> wake up in the morning to see some of their plants gone and you're going to see someone who's super pissed off. Yeah. Like, how do you how do, how does that do you have a fence around yours? We or? had to be very intentional about that because we live um, we live next to one of our neighbors has just a lot of property that's very wooded. So we yeah. have tons of wildlife, which we enjoy and yeah. don't want to don't want to do anything to prevent them from coming into our yard. So it's like. A real deal, very tall chicken wire all the way around yeah. it. It's, yeah. But you, then you don't have an issue anymore, right? You know, I don't, except for, here's what you don't realize. Um, insects can be an issue. Oh, yeah. Can't mm. really prevent those a whole lot. I mean, unless you want to use I pesticides. A, I have a and, tip for that. Mm, we shall talk. Um, <laughs> birds can a be an issue. Tip. Yeah. You know, we can't stop birds. And um, chipmunks are really tiny. <laughs> And so you really have to make sure you're really. But I lost a lot, a lot of bean plants this year to oh. slugs and mm. roly polies, which I love. So you don't treat it all for that stuff. I do my best to go as organic as possible. Yeah, um, I got you. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. It's all a, all an experiment, all learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I try my best not to not to incorporate any. Chemicals. Well, pesticides. Um, I mean, they work for a reason, you know. I work with pesticides all day. I actually take care of lawns, so um, I deal with pesticides all day. So they do work. There's a purpose for them. But you're, I mean, we we. I also love monarch caterpillars or butterflies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one year, my husband sprayed pesticide because I hate ticks. Add that to my yeah. list: snakes. <laughs> I don't think too many spiders and ticks. No one's a fan of ticks. <laughs> and so my husband sprayed. I didn't think anything of it. Well, I started checking my milkweed leaves for little eggs and found eggs and the eggs would hatch and then the caterpillars would die. And I'm like, what is wrong? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Insecticide. It gets rid of. See that? I think that's part of my. Well, it's a broad spectrum, right? If you had an insecticide that could, you know, like we we put something down for grubs. That's all it, you know, that's all it takes care of is grubs. But if you but the insecticides you apply for gardens, it's for everything because no one wants to buy one for this and one for that. Yeah. Right. Um, so it does serve a purpose. But without insecticides, I mean, we, we're kind of getting off. I'm sorry. I don't no, no, take no, no, it. No, no, no. Without insecticides, like though, we don't get the mass food we get in the grocery stores. That's the one. You know what I mean? Right. Which like, is which is part of the reason why people are doing a lot of their home gardens now, just right. to get away from. But, so there's 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 pluses and negatives. It's definitely harder. Yeah. Uh, and moments of discouragement. More expensive too for the yep. for the consumer. But, yeah. but you know, yeah. I think I think you can do things. There are things you can do to prevent using insecticides. Yeah, pesticides. I try to plant as many gar- or flowers as I can in my garden so that I am attracting beneficial bugs. Yeah, you do the research. Like it was, yeah. if you're doing a garden, you're just like, eh. yeah, you need pollinators <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So we we do what we can, and some of that I find some of it I find to be really interesting and intriguing, and yeah. do my best with. But yeah, that can be discouraging. Well, I'll just throw it out there, and maybe it, I'll have to Google it. But um, speaking of chipmunks, I have, I have a bad. They're a problem. Yeah, I. Uh, They're so cute, though. My dog. They're cute. My, yeah. Well, I'll tell you off when we're done with the podcast why I hate chipmunks this year. But um, 
So uh, Horizon Hydroponics, is, yeah. there's a couple of stores around here. And yeah. one of the podcasts I listen to is a sponsor. And they said that you can buy like a praying mantis egg ball. Yes. And that's, and you They're put They're awesome it, for your garden. Yeah, they so eat all we the bugs. Li- we live um, in a place where we see praying mantises a couple times a year. So okay. we try to find their their. Egg sack. Sack, yeah, yeah. egg sack. Yeah. Uh, we thought we had one this year, but it had already hatched, which is hard to tell. Yeah. But, uh-huh. So you can buy them It's there. 50 bucks, but you buy it at the beginning of the you, season. They have like 100 little There's babies in them. There's a ton of them in there. Them. But the, here's the weird part, and I don't know if you wouldn't like this part. So they eat all the bugs, but then they eat each other. Yeah. And only the strongest survive at Nature is weird. I, know. Like, I didn't know if you would, would it like a that. literal hunger games. I'd be out there and like, come here, praying mantis. You go over here. Stay away from your yeah, brother. That's, go your here. Corner. that's your corner. <laughs> yeah. You stay on the broccoli plant. But apparently it eats all the nasty stuff. So yeah. it's a very natural approach to your garden. Oh. Those are pretty vicious yeah. creatures though. Yeah. yeah. Thank goodness that we're this big. <laughs> They're that small. I know. They I were, know. They were like watching videos of them on the Joe Rogan podcast. They're like, Watch this thing. It's going to eat something that's four times its size. Right. And it's not even like a fight. It just grabs it and eats it. Yeah, it is. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So anyways, if you want to do it natural. I might have to go check that out, though. I think that I think my kids would enjoy watching them hatch. Yeah, they're really cool to watch. Yeah. We so. love it when we see them. That's, that's see, a natural way to do it. Yeah. I sort of. the park over here sometimes. But you're kind of you're kind here. of manipulating a little bit because you're taking this huge sack and just putting it in an area. But. So it's somewhat, mostly natural. Yeah. It's natural enough for me. <laughs> right. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I'm <Win> with that. <laughs> yeah, it's natural enough. You don't have to worry what it's doing to the food you're going to eat. Eat those bugs. Right. So much, yeah. It's way better than the pesticides. I mm-hmm. totally agree. Sorry, man. Chris isn't sure. No, Chris is, I, I threw him off his game. I he, As you know, I don't know your friendship level. Obviously, it's been around for a while. Oh, yeah, no, we've known each other for... Uh, 18 years a long so you know he's a little scatterbrained long time so me throwing that in there threw him off because he's like "Mm, where are I going next (laughs) well that's what what we were talking about is (laughs) right before we started to record was you know you've got this plan for your kids and you think things through like the whole day at a time whereas I live just kind of thought to thought (laughs) so yeah you know it's probably really good for your kids (laughs) They probably have a lot of fun. I hope so. I hope it makes them like still adaptable to more structured environments. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to try your checklist idea. Cause I mean, if I was a kid, I would I would honestly want you as a dad more than me. I'm kind of strict. I'm kind of a no BS. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the boundaries are good for the kids too. Uh, so yeah. like you have to have that balance of like I'm a chill dad because you're a super chill dad. Well, I'm a chill dad, but... When it comes to my wife and me, my kids will say something to me, be like, hey, can I have this? I'll be like, no. And they'll be like, and then they'll go up to my wife and go, hey, can I have it? And she'll go, no. And they'll go, ah. Like, they... They know uh, you no means no. They know that, yeah, I'm not screwing around when I'm like, no. You both bring different levels of structure to the the family. Yeah. Your structure is different, which is good. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that it's either – I'm not saying that that's like a slight against my wife that they do that to her, that they she they she lets them do that. I think that that is part of just like we haven't seen you all day. I just want your attention and I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get, get it attention. and keep it. Yeah. So. So true. Yeah. I don't know. Do your kids do that with, the, with your husband where they're a little bit more like uh-huh, with him like when he first comes home at, at the beginning of the day like, Daddy, Daddy, look at me, please. 
Yeah, you know, that's such a... It, it, it's going to take me a minute to even think about because he's been home for so long. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. of COVID, he's home and he'll be home through the end of August. Um, so it's kind of a reflective answer. It's yeah. hard. I've got to sit back and think. But, you know, he when he comes home, typically when it's during the school year, my kids are just getting off the bus, having a snack, doing their homework, and then relaxing for a few minutes. Oh, yeah, because his commute to work is like a couple minutes, right? Yeah, he's got like a mile drive. But... And in the summer, I think they're definitely like, Daddy, 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 we did this today, blah, 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 <laughs> which I can only imagine is super overwhelming. Yeah. Um, because we're like just waiting for five o'clock to happen. Like, Dad's going to be home in just a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for him. The kids are waiting for him. Like, I haven't talked to an adult all day long. You're all <laughs> mad at each other and you can't wait for Dad to come. Like- oh, there have been so many moments where it's like, they're yours now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go take a break. But yeah, I think there's definitely that like overwhelming. We're going to bombard you when you get home. So I feel bad for that. But. Yeah. But there's not really a whole lot they can do. One thing my wife does now, she's like, you know, there's going to be some days where I'm just going to sit in the car for a few minutes before I come in. You know, if I'm out there, just don't let the kids come in. I'm just going to sit out here and meditate for a minute. I'll be in and I'll be in and. 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> That's really nice that she tells you. Sometimes Mike does that and he'll just sit in the car and I'm, he has no idea, but I'm like at the sink. Like, you're just like, come on. What are you doing? Get in the house. Get in the house. Get in the house. Get in the house. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. My, because my wife will, um, you know, she has things to do outside of work too. So if she's like, yeah, I need to get a haircut or I need to set up a doctor's appointment, she's like, so I've got this set up for, you know, uh, Saturday, and I'll be like, but you've been gone all week, and you're going to be gone more? Oh, I know. And it's not like because I miss you so much. I mean, I do. I love my wife, and I miss her. But it's like I've been with these kids alone all week. Don't do this to me. Don't leave Don't me Don't do alone. this to me right now. I don't now. know how you guys do it. I am just not a stay-at-home parent. I love my kids, but I just like. But you have flashes of it with your schedule, right? Yeah, like uh, in the winter, I do Uber. and Like I'm a gig worker. Because I'm a seasonal gotcha. worker, so I have a lot more flexibility. And then when COVID happened, like I was home for these, I worked for four days back at my seasonal job, and then I was laid off. Oh. And I was home, home. Like I wasn't doing gig work. I was home, home for like six weeks. I'm like, I don't care. Oh, and you were home, home, not like I'm working from home. You no. were home. Yeah, I do lawn care. So, <laughs> how did that go for you? We were behind for about two and a half weeks. Okay. And we're all caught up now. Um, we our company doesn't work us to the bone, so it's like I'm just back right reg- regular on 40 cool. hours a week right now. So, but yeah, that was tough for me. Like I, I just couldn't do it, dude. I, I could just... see it on your face too, because as soon as you were like, and then I was home <laughs> with the utterance of the word home, your eyes just went yeah. from normal to three times bigger. I was home. <laughs> and my uh, wife being a nurse she works she still worked every day yeah. she would try to come home and work from home one day a week but it's tough man it's tough. i give you guys a lot of props i never be like oh you're a stay-at-home mom like eh, or stay-at-home dad i'm like not me i feel like so many people do look at do you get this chris sometimes that are people like oh where do you work and you're like oh i work from home and you're like I think I and, and to be perfectly honest, Boom, I give in my head, I give him more crap than I would you because it, and not that I'm being sexist. It's just that's just how the world lays out a little bit. Am yeah. I digging my hole here? No, 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 no you're I know totally you're right. Soci- like, society, society yeah, says that. Not because that you think it's right, but that's no. just the way it's always been presented. Yeah, so yeah. it just feels 
a different way. It, it does, I get it. It does feel a different I get way. That. So I look at you different than I look at him. Like, yeah. you know, you should be out working or well, which is so crazy to me i mean i get it because i yeah. understand that too society has told us for a long time that it is the, yeah. the mom but i think that there's so much value that a stay-at-home dad adds not only oh, to your to your kids so but much. to your community um i remember when our kids were at the same school there mm. was another gentleman there that was a stay-at-home dad and we would always see each other at pickup and cora would even just run over and always say hi to him he was he would volunteer at the school and the kids just thought it was so special to have a male presence and they interact with kids just different because men and women are different. Mm. And I think it's so awesome and it's so great for families and for communities because other kids get to experience you as a stay at home dad, you know, when your friends have, or your kids have friends come over and I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think male role model. I mean, it's different nowadays. Like, we co-parent. We're not like the fifties, you know, where it's like come home and have a drink and sit down. Like yeah, I when come I get home, home, I'm going and watching TV. You keep the kids out. Yeah. So I think it's different now, but I <laughs> I definitely think it's really yeah. cool to see dads doing the heavy lifting. I do too. I think we can shape kids in a completely different way when we have the opportunity to have different influence. Yeah. So I think it's awesome that you're with your kids. I like it. And I've told my wife that I really don't want to go back to getting a real job. So, well, you got to do something because here's the thing, though. Here, here's my only caveat, and you may not like this. When those kids are in school full time, you cannot sit home and just. Oh, I call shenanigans on that. Chris and I are going to have mimosas. That's we'll right. Have, we'll have Monday mimosas. I'm well, calling both of you out. Well, we'll start our own stay at home yeah. parent support group, and we'll, it'll just be wine at noon. I like that. We can't be friends anymore. Not true. We'll always be friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. I you know I this so this will be my first year with kids all in school and I'm nervous for what that will look like. I have, Well, I think it's not good for someone like you got your hobby farm, but I still I mean that's going to take what not was it take an hour a day for maintenance on that probably. Yeah, it's is what I want it to be. Exactly. You know. I was going to say you could probably make it take all day if you wanted to. I could. I could yeah. sit there and hand pick things. I mean, yeah, but I I also I think it's tough for me when I think about it because I spent so much time working and mm-hmm. then, you know, I've only been home as a stay-home parent for four and a half years. So I think about having this idle time and that sounds kind of yuck to me. Yeah. I like to be productive. I like to feel successful. So what am I going to do? Where am I going to volunteer? How am I going to, how am I going to serve my community? How am I going to still serve my family? So there's all these weird thoughts coming up. Yeah. I don't think you should necessarily like, even with you, like, you know, if, if you're, if your family's good, the way the income is set up, then you don't have to go back to work, but don't just sit home. Oh, and, you're saying oh, he yeah, can't yeah, yeah. be he can't be a like a um, a sir who lunches. Well, yeah, I mean, don't you just can. clean the house in an hour and then play video games all day. Well, oh, you do work. call me over. I don't, I don't know video games, but I'll get into them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, my brain is not set up for that. I can't sit around. Like I have two podcasts. I produce two podcasts. I started a podcast company. Like, but I could not sit home. Like. I don't think I could either. I have to have something to do, whether yeah. it's volunteering or, I mean, you can only clean your basement so many, you know, like, yeah. And I don't like being busy like that, but I like to feel like I'm doing something, accomplishing something. Volunteering sounds like a good thing. Yeah. I think yeah. that's going to be my focus for next year. Gosh. Maybe maybe create some sort of garden at your kid's school. Yeah. Ooh. So I participated in helping the garden at South that got installed there. Yeah. It's still a nice garden. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't know. I think school makes the most sense for me to spend my time there to be part of that community for my kids. But we shall see. I definitely want to have mimosas on Mondays, though. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. Tacos Tuesday. Taco what wine Tuesday. Wednesday? What's Thursday? Uh, Thirsty Thursday. Ooh. Thirsty Thursday. I don't know about Friday. I think they only have them for four days of the week because Friday is, you know, the weekend. But. Fun Friday. Stir Friday with all your fresh vegetables. I love stir fry. And some mimosas. What are you going to do? You're not off next year, are you? Um, no, no, Luca will do school like uh, probably a couple days a week, either half day or full day. Um, and I've been focusing on trying to write um, not just fiction because, you know, that's a that's a that's a long time to try to build up a career doing that. But um, like writing blogs and stuff. So uh, I've generated a little bit of interest in that. So if I can start making some money doing that, then, uh, you know, I could probably make like well, a 20 well, hour work week out of that. Yeah, because then you get to you getting paid to do what you love. Yeah. I mean, that's and it the, is. And there's been a lot of times, too, where like people might say you love writing blogs. It's I love writing fiction. I can write blogs and I can do it like like I, I feel like there's you not a lot that <laughs> there's not a lot that I can do where I can go. Yeah, I can do this pretty well, but I can I can write pretty well so I can do something that I do well for somebody and it makes them happy and it makes me money. And then that just serves to me basically is that I write a blog and then I put the blog away and then I start writing my fiction and it's like my warm up for writing. There yeah. you go. That's yeah. a good idea. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. And you well, writer. and this now podcast you to, you, is going to make me like uh, thousands of cents someday. Thousands of cents. Thousands of cents. Keep grinding, bro. Yeah. I'm a couple years in and it's it's happening, but it's slow. Yeah. You need like a cardigan and a tie and a little I have cap. the cardigan. Or a bow tie. You need a bow tie. Except when we were doing the, the show remote, I was wearing my cardigan and you thought I was wearing a robe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Like, what are we okay. doing here? Also, can we just say that I would not put that past Chris? No. Just yeah. <laughs> show up. That's not yeah. that off base. Yeah. It wouldn't have been the first time somebody said, do you have pants on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so true. So true. Uh, so, yeah. What else? Anything else we got to talk about? I feel like we had a... I feel like I took over your podcast. I'm sorry. No, We can dude. cut out whatever you want. No, no, no. We'll leave it in because, honestly... The, the tips on gardening, that's what a lot of people are going to be wanting to hear on this one, too, is like, oh, tell me more about the garden stuff. So, Well, your first interview, I didn't have it. I couldn't really connect. I mean, nice guy, but I you talking about soccer. I could care less about it. But like gardening and flowers and like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm into this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it, too. Yeah. yeah. And I am, too. My wife got into it, I think, in large part, uh, just seeing what you did and was like, wow, this is awesome. So she's uh, been putting up. A planter here, a planter there. Getting some. Well, you Feels saw our cucumbers. So good. Cucumbers are looking good now. Oh, one thing we did learn though, because and you were right when you were saying that um, a lot of gardening isn't just you know doing it and getting it right, but it's it's always learning something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that if you have really nitrogen rich soil, um, it's really good for leafy green things and stuff that grows up out of the ground. It's not very good for things that grow in the ground. Hmm. So our carrots just never like the green part that comes out super Beautiful. impressive. You would have thought the biggest carrot was on the other end and just this little dinky half a pinky finger thing. <laughs> yeah. Baby carrot. There's yeah. so much that goes into it. And it's like, well, you know, we can't be mad. We bought really good soil. 
uh, and it is good soil. We just didn't know what what we were putting in that soil was going to react that way. So you learn like, oh, certain soils for certain things. Yeah, the, Megan told me today <laughs> that depending on the pH of a, a in, with a hydrangea, it'll change colors on the, yeah. the flower. I'm like. Totally what? true. When I when the first time I saw one that was a different color, I was like, "Did you like dye that a different color? Is it a different kind?" Like, no, it's just what you put in it: more phosphorus or more this or more that. Nature, man. I know it's crazy. It's, it, it's so complex, and yeah. here we just see a beautiful flower, and there's or a carrier or whatever, and there's so much that goes into it mm. that you can mess around with to have different outcomes. Yeah. Oh, and I wanted to ask you too: Do you use plants specifically? Because you said you grow asparagus. I'm okay with asparagus. I'll definitely eat it if somebody makes it, but I'm not the first one to go grab some from the store. Um, but someone said that that is also good for keeping deer away. Do you grow things specifically um, in in certain places, kind of like to border out any interest from certain animals, or just kind of whatever you no, want? No, we've got the the you know fence part of it that we use to keep stuff out. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I do have marigolds in there. Um, and on the outside, I have marigolds mostly because I think they're pretty. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how effective if, if it, what I have learned living where I live is that if a deer is hungry enough, they will eat whatever is in front of them. Oh yeah. Including tree bark. True. They destroyed one, two of my trees. Oh. Yeah. So if, if they're hungry enough, they'll eat anything. I like them. They're majestic. They're pretty, but sometimes I want to kick them in the face. Too. Did I they know. eat the bark? Or does it, was it during rutting season? Because I had lo- I have damage from my new tree I planted because when they uh, oh when they rub their antlers on they it? rub their antlers in the middle of it because the it's a I have to fence it this year it luckily survived but the it's only like this big so it's a perfect yeah. tree to stick between the the antlers. Um, no, I would see the, the and it was actually the young deer that would come and nibble. They, it was a cherry tree. Mm. Well, maybe that made a difference because I feel like we're, I don't know where you live, but it sounds like in the country there's plenty of things to eat. Oh, I know. (laughs) Why are you eating a tree? We have woods by us. I know. I don't get it. Maybe it's the cherry tree. Yeah. Hmm. Strange. And they ate a pine tree. Yeah, weird deer over there. (laughs) I know. There's deer back here all the time. We bought a living tree for Christmas this year because I was like, you know what? It'll serve us twice. We'll have a beautiful tree. And then we'll put it in the yard and then, you know, some magical like November, a couple days after Thanksgiving, we'll all go trotting out there and we'll cut down the tree and we'll have it for another Christmas. And the deer just laughed at us. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So much for your plans, lady. I know. Mm. Nature always says that. Yeah. Plan all you want. Um, <clears throat> well, just then uh, with a kind of a parting word then, uh, were there any resources that you found in the past or that you currently use now for gardening or parenting books, websites, online groups, anything like that, that have been useful for you? For all things that I find any level of interest in, I always just go to the library and just get as much as I can. So I've got a couple gardening books that I, um, really enjoyed. Um, you might, I think it's called Rodell's. I'll send you a link to it if you'd like. Um, But they talk about vegetables and flowers and propagation and soil. And I just tried to find a resource that seemed to have um, similar I similar goals than what I had. I wanted organic. I wanted to be as natural and as connected to the earth as I could when I was gardening. Mm. So I just found some books that 
and and then I just trial and error, you know. Yeah, go you through a bunch of books. Go this one looks good. Books. This one doesn't. This one looks for good. parenting. Try I just that. tapped into people, you know, and then you have to just deduce all of that into what feels right for you because ultimately you're raising your children. Right. You know, they're products of you. Well, so you just have to take all the information you can get, connect with people, and then do what pieces of that sound good to you. Yeah. And make space for yourself because you as the saying goes, the you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. And it's so true in any facet. Yeah. Absolutely. You've got to take care of yourself, which is hard. The big part that people don't talk about. And, you know, like my um, my sister is a little older than me, uh, but got into parenting later than I did. And she would call me a lot. And she's like, how do you do this? How do you do that? Don't you go crazy when your kids are doing this? I'm like, yeah, but you just, you know, (laughs) you like you said, you you talk to people, you figure out what's normal, what's not. And then you try some things. You got to be afraid or you've got to be not afraid to try some things. Because like, oh, what if this doesn't work? Well, then try something else. Yeah. Yeah, You're going to fail at some point and you just keep on going down the next path. Yeah. You're going to fail as a parent a lot. Um, But as long as you're trying not to and you're trying different things not to, then uh, I don't think you're going to mess your kid up too much. I mean, let's be real. All the kids are going to be messed up. We're messed up. But we all survive just fine. That's true. That's true. And there's therapy. Well, and and then there's therapy, (laughs) which uh, listen to Thread's podcast life unfiltered and they'll tell you all about the benefits of therapy yep (laughs) all right well andrea thanks for coming on man this is fun yeah absolutely